chapter 11 is broken up into two parts. And that's what I'm doing here because the first section focuses on the least popular Rostov child, Vera. Vera is the eldest daughter and likely the eldest child. I say likely because there are discrepancies between Nikolai and Vera's ages. My reading of the book indicates that Vera is roughly 17 or 18 when the novel starts, and that she is Nikolai's older sibling by one, two, or three years. So, going back to the text, the chapter begins with Natasha Rostov, that is, the mother of the Rostov children, pretty much bored with the routine nature of the night. She's received so many guests, and she's tired of that, but there's actually one guest she would like to sit down with and talk to, friend to friend, or tete-a-tete, en français. This was Boris's mother, the old princess Anna Drubetskaya. The two elderly and stately women meet, with Natasha Rostov being seated in the position of power, and Anna pulling up a chair next to her friend. Anna says with a wink in her eye and some flair, There's not so many of us old friends left, is there? With this dialogue and description, you would think that these two characters look something like the Dowager Countess Crawley of Downton Abbey, all old and wrinkled. However, the description in the book has both these characters in their earlier mid-40s. Nevertheless, Anna is portrayed as someone whose best days are behind her. She's described as once having the big estate. Now she has to use her discretion with her remaining power or capital. Apparently, she's saying that her funds or money are tied up in some lawsuit reminiscent of the Dickens novel Bleak House, in that case Jarndyce versus Jarndyce. Princess Anna will do what she can to stay close to power, to be tolerated, but when there is an opportunity to advance her son, she'll pounce on it. And that same motivation goes a long way in helping Pierre in the coming chapters. Anna continues laying a bit of flattery on the Countess by saying, I do value your friendship so. While the two women are getting ready to powwow, Natasha notices her daughter Vera is sitting around like a third wheel in their vicinity. Vera, says the Countess, how is it you have no notion about anything? Can't you see that you're not wanted? This is pretty harsh treatment that Vera likely internalizes, but doesn't give an overt negative response to. Vera gives something of a disdainful smile to her mother. She's likely used to such treatment, and she responds, If you just would have told me sooner, I wouldn't even be here. Tolstoy is likely putting this in here to give a lesson in who he thinks is a bad parent at least towards Vera. Vera walks out, then she walks the halls of her mansion. She sees her two younger siblings in a room, paired off with their close friends and love interests. Nikolai is with Sonia, and Sonia is something of a relation or cousin to the Rostovs, and she sees her sister Natasha with Boris. Nikolai was busy trying to impress Sonia with some poetry he was writing, with an ink set that was owned by Vera. And Boris and Natasha were together off looking out some magnificent window and were quite happy in each other's company. It's clear who's the outsider and the four stop talking upon Vera's entrance. The girls are described as looking up at Vera like, oh no, I guess you caught us. And they had guilty but very happy faces. They were hoping Vera wasn't going to make much of a problem for them. Vera, who was dismissed just before by her mother in an incompassionate way, likely saw an opportunity to release some of her own frustration on her younger siblings. 
Initially, Vera noticed the ink set and that Nikolai was using it and lectured him, how many times have I told you not to use my things? Something quite common between siblings through the ages. But then she turned it up a notch by turning to her sister Natasha and saying, everyone was ashamed of you and your childish behavior in the drawing room. The implication is that Natasha was acting like a child and that everyone could see how obvious it was that she was smitten with Boris. If you recall, Natasha burst in to the drawing room full of energy, and then after a few moments, she left almost as quickly after Boris was giving an explanation of Natasha's old doll that she had for many years called Mimi. The four that Vera confronted went quiet, and then Vera grabbed her ink set from Nikolai. Vera then lectures the group, Now what secrets can any of you have at your age? It's this particular sentence where I base my conclusion that Vera is the eldest Rostov child. Even though you may see some commentators put Nikolai's age at the beginning of the novel at about 19 or 20. In grabbing at that ink set, Vera is likely displaying a sense of jealousy. Seeing all the kids younger than her doing better than she is. Having someone important to them so close in their lives in the household and enjoying life in a carefree, joyful, childlike manner. Young Natasha comes to the defense of the entire group. First, she speaks a bit gently, saying, What is any of this to you? But Vera doesn't get the message. She amps it up. She expresses, This is all so silly. I'm ashamed of all of you. Natasha's then starting to get angry. And she says, Well, we don't interfere with you and whatever you have going with Berg, do we? This Berg is Lieutenant Alphonse Berg. He is of German descent and serving in the Russian forces. He doesn't play a huge role in the book, but is usually described as someone focused on talking and concentrating on himself. As opposed to many of the selfless characters Tolstoy creates, Berg is described as preoccupied with his own affairs wholeheartedly. But he does have an interest in Vera, and perhaps a proposal is on the horizon. Then Vera responds to her sister, Well, you shouldn't interfere with anything I'm up to. I don't do anything improper, and I'm going to go to Mama and tell her about you and Boris. If Vera actually did this, you could imagine her mother hating her all the more, because she seemed to favor Natasha anyway, and at the party was immediately able to identify what was going on between her favorite daughter Natasha and this young Boris. Young Natasha then gets very harsh with her sister, pointing out that her satisfaction comes in making others miserable and things unpleasant for everybody. The kids then reveal their disdainful nickname for Vera, Madame de Jolie, and kind of telling her to hit the road. Why this would be an insult might be both insightful and a bit confusing. Madame de Jolie was a prolific writer and you could say feminist of the time. Jean-Lee could truly move in all circles of society, especially the higher rungs. She was quite an early and prominent voice against gender bias. Contemporarily, it would be a compliment to call someone Madame de Jolie. She really captured the attention of Paris society with her writings, and she was also a virtuoso as a harp player. She married into an influential family, which gained her access to royal circles. She became a royal tutor to princes, something really only men did at the time. The title of royal tutor was given to someone who was in charge of a prince's academic and moral development. 
So being a woman and doing this was quite a level of progress. This was how Vera was referred to. So there was something that the others saw in her that was non-traditional, academic, progressive, sophisticated, and plain different in terms of the more traditional kids not being able to relate to her. Yet, in the time Madame de Genlis lived, she was ridiculed quite harshly in the press for doing what was considered a man's job. And she wrote a 1,200-page novel, which is one reason Tolstoy, in making War and Peace over 1,200 pages, may have gave her a nod. And if I didn't make the point clear enough before, what Vera was pointing out with respect to her sister was it was embarrassing that Natasha was running off in view of everybody from the drawing room by reason of her passionate feelings over a boy. Vera was pointing out in an insulting manner that this was undignified. It's ironic that Vera says this when she is starved for the affection that her sister was showing someone close to her. Nikolai, Natasha's brother, decides to intervene, point out that Vera is being nasty to everybody else, so the kids should just up and leave. So that's what they did. Vera here seems to let out some emotion upon them leaving, that she's upset that everybody was so nasty to her. And you wonder if the anger is more directed towards her mother, who she wasn't able to show any emotions to. She only took it out on those younger than her. The kids teased her as Vera left with that fancy nickname, Madame de Genlis which she earned, perhaps, for being somewhat ahead of her time. And that can be a tough role to be cast in. Vera then composed herself, walked over to Amira, and examined herself. This is the second time a character has done that in a few chapters as Boris did it not that long ago. Vera smiled, but Tolstoy pointed out the smile made her look worse. It's insightful how Tolstoy describes Vera as a handsome woman, something not many women at least in that age, would have liked to have been described by. Like Madame de Genlis, Vera was not a placeholder of traditional feminine virtue, and maybe there's more to her than meets the eye. As Vera continued to stare at her face, she seemed to become colder and more composed. And that ends the first section of chapter 11, which focuses on Vera Rostov.